Welcome to Community Theatre Studio Podcast. This podcast exposes the past, futures, dreams, and experiences of people in the community theatre. I am your host, Gary Kochi. So let me introduce you to Rich Shockley. Hey, how you guys doing today? So, I have a number of questions to learn about you and community theatre, so let's see how many we can get through, okay? All right. So what got you into community theatre? Well, I just got done touring around uh, Europe with a singing group when my sister had called me and she's like, hey, there's an audition coming up for a, um, a show at the Sketch Club and I want you to do it. And I said, okay, when is it? Well, it's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. So I basically had a little bit under a couple hours to throw together an audition while also trying to get sleep and get reacquainted <laughs> with the whole eight-hour difference. From Europe time to American time. Yeah, that can be tough, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was one of the weirdest auditions I've ever been to. Because not I, I was I was so tired, I, I had zero energy, and I, it basically was just, I just showed up. Uh, there was a couple guys in the audience, they, they're reading newspapers, they were just relaxing, like, okay, what do you got for us? Oh, well, I've got this piece, and I was like going into the history of this piece. And they're just like, cool, go ahead and do it. I went ahead and did it, and they're like, okay, can you make these rehearsals? I'm like, yeah, I guess I can. Okay, you got the part. No more. And it's not even like it was a bit part. It was, like, just about a lead. There was only four people in the entire cast, and I was one of them. And they just threw the part at me. What show was it? Do you remember? This was, uh, this was Forever Plaid. Oh, okay. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's, um, it's basically a show about a barbershop quartet that dies in the 60s and then through miraculous weird things happening they get brought back to life to do the one concert that they never actually got to do wow so that must have been an interesting introduction to theater <laughs> yeah you could say that <laughs> so how long have you been in community theater well that was in 2000 2009 so i guess now it's coming on about like seven years seven years yeah Wow. Feels a lot longer. <laughs> theater can do that to you after a while. Yeah. So what have you done within community theater? Of course, you've acted, sung. I've, I've done acting. I've done singing. I've unfortunately had the dance. Not a big fan <laughs> of the dancing part. Neither is the audience. They're not a fan of me dancing. Um, I've directed. I've done stage crew. I've basically done every aspect of it. And really, the only thing that I haven't done is like is probably like soundboard. Oh, okay. Uh, are there any jobs other than some of the stuff you listed you'd like to try? Would you like to do the soundboard or anything uh, else? Or? I mean, I might as well. I mean, I've done everything else with community theater. I might as well at least try soundboard. So you've done costumes, makeup? Yeah, I've set. unfortunately had to do makeup. <laughs> By that, I mean my my wife basically showed me, okay, this is what you have to do for makeup. And I'm like, okay, let me try to recreate that. And nine times out of ten, it just basically leads to me stabbing myself in the eye with eyeliner. Well, that could be a little bit of a problem. The nice thing about with most men, it's, it's easier for men's makeup than I think for, than women's. I wouldn't know. I, I would have to ask my wife on that one. Oh, okay. But I, I, I assume <laughs> it would be. So what was your most memorable moment in community theater? Probably most recently, I just got done doing a um, a twenty four hour theater fest. Wow! Yeah, I I I did that, and I I gotta say, 
I was basically fueling myself with just pure caffeine. I, I mean, I got one of those, um, the Dunkin' Donuts Box of Joe boxes strictly for myself. <laughs> and yep. uh, for those of you who are listening who aren't really familiar with it, 24-hour theater is you meet at the theater 7 o'clock on a Friday. You're given a topic. You're given a bunch of criteria to meet. And then you write a show, uh, block it out, and then put it on the next day. So I was running around the whole night trying to throw something together with a couple other friends. We somehow managed to throw together a really good show. Uh, again, fueled purely by caffeine and coffee. <laughs> and we made it really fun. So by the next day when it came to perform, you were mainly just running on caffeine? Uh, and adrenaline. Okay. I didn't think I'd have this much fun with the sh- with doing it, but by God, it was so much fun. I was so tired. I wanted to die afterwards. I, I am pretty sure that my stomach was just about to pretty much <laughs> eat itself alive because of all the caffeine and coffee. But it, it was still so much fun. I, I'd do it again. I oh, might do it again. Great. All right. Well, you had a great time there. But what might have been your worst experience in community theater? A lot of times with me with community theater, I just get phone calls. Hey, Rich, I need a uh, person to fill a spot. You want it? Yeah, okay, I'll do it. And a lot of times it's like walk on, give line, walk off, and show. So though I, I had to do that for a friend, and it really is never fun. It, it's just because you wait around for the first half of the show. You just sit in the back and just play around You're on your phone. Do your thing, and then you still have to wait for curtain call because that's the only that's the only time you're ever on stage again. Itty bitty bit parts, you really. <laughs> it's not even like I don't enjoy them. It's just I'd rather do something else. Okay. So, how did you learn all that you do? Say within community theater, um, basically your vocal and your acting and all that. The acting kind of came after the singing. I, I I was raised as a classically trained singer. I had voice lessons for a while, for a really long time. I had big ambitions of going to Westminster Choir College, being a voice major, doing the whole thing. But logistically, I, I didn't think that that was a good idea. So I've, I already have the background in singing. Um, after that, there was the acting. That just kind of came with it. I picked up a couple of books, read a couple of things. I, I want to start attending a couple of um, acting classes to better hone my craft, but... Really, it's just kind of a learn-it-as-you-go kind of thing. Okay. And some of the other backstage stuff that's just all same? Yeah, it really is just kind of, with me, I prefer to just jump right in and learn it as I go by, you know, making mistakes, dropping things. People helping you? (laughs) Yeah, people helping, but more like carrying you. (laughs) Because there's a lot of times where people will carry you in community theater. Well, again, that's the one way to get other people to help out. In future things. You haven't done it. We'll show you. Now you know what to do. And Oh, absolutely. So what might be your dream part or show that you'd like to do? Or have you done it? I would love to do um, Javert from Les Mis. Oh, okay. I love that character. His voice part falls right in my voice range. He's just got a lot of depth as a character. A lot of times when you do shows, it's you'll find characters that are just very two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the bad guy, you've got the good guy, you've got the damsel in distress. <laughs> With Les Mis and Javert, it's a little bit more muddled. The, it's, he, he inhabits that gray area, and I love 
characters that just live in that morality gray area. Oh, okay. That's, I definitely love that show. That's a good part, definitely. Oh, yeah. So what part or show might you never do or never want to try? I mean, I don't want to do um, Audrey from, from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I don't think you have the vocal range for that. I mean, I'd also have to shave the beard, and I'm just, I'm not about that range. Audrey I, or Audrey 2? I've already done Audrey 2. Yes, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I could do Audrey if I felt like it. I've got a nice, I've got a nice falsetto when push comes to shove. I actually had to do, I, I, there was one point where I actually had to sing soprano for a show. Wow, okay. So, why do you like to work in theater? It gives me a chance to blow off some steam at the end of the day. I, I really like community theater because, well, I just, I like theater. Mm-hmm. Community theater brings people together. You get to meet people that you've never met before. You get to work with people in an environment that's not really as pressured as, like, say, in a working, in, in a workplace environment. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit more laid back. We're all, we're all doing this because we enjoy theater. We're doing this for fun. We're not getting paid for it. No one really, no one's going to take it that seriously to where, hey, let's goof off for a couple of minutes and they're going to scream at you. Yeah. No. A lot of times you're going to meet people that are just very laid back. They really just, they're here to have fun. And that's entirely about, that's the entire point of community theater. Show up, have fun, put it on a show. Yeah, work together and learn what you don't know. Definitely. Exactly. What is the one part of community theater that the general public might not know about that you feel? We're not as weird as people would think. <laughs> it's not like the... Um, I, well, I should mean, see the shirt I'm wearing, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, despite Gary's shirt that he's wearing right now, which, by the way, uh, just for the people that are listening, just be glad this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> because if you had to look at Gary right now... You, you, it'd a little be, blinding? bright a little bright it's a little bright <laughs> but it's not like a uh it's not like your typical high school um like movie where oh they got the weird theater kids and it's just it's just like a bunch of like mouth breathing nerds that just sit backstage and just talk about how great certain shows is no there's actually like really cool people i've met i've met some of the weirdest and coolest people possible through community theater I, I've hung out with ex-marines. I've hung out with, I've hung out with you know local celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Williams from Six ABC uh, News. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just got done doing um, uh, what was White Christmas over at Haddonfield Plays and Players. Okay. You know, it's just it's a fun thing to do right there. Yeah, I, I know they get up to meet a lot of teachers. It's interesting. Surprisingly, there are a lot of teachers that like to do community theater. Actually, now that I think about it. There are a lot of teachers out there. Wow. I, I never noticed that before. If you notice, there's a lot of teachers at community theater. I mean, they're pretty weird, though. Well, they have to somewhat act for their kids, so... Oh, that's a good way of... Oh. Possibly. They just continue it with adults, that's why. <laughs> Who, you know, act like kids sometimes. Oh, yes. Well, most of the time. So what is your fondest memory in community theater? My fondest memory probably has to be meeting my wife. Um, we met doing Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really think it was actually going to go anywhere. Uh, we just kind of decided to give it a try one night. And a few years later, we're married. We have a kid. If I remember correctly, you even proposed on stage. I did propose on stage, yeah. We, um, we were doing um, Scrooge the Musical. And I decided, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to propose to my wife. We were doing it in the same, the very same building where we had met, doing Little Shop of Horrors. So I thought, you know, that'd be a great place to do that. So I had her go on a little scavenger hunt throughout the building, find a couple of clues, and eventually she wound up on stage, surrounded by us, a lot of our friends, a couple of our family members. I did my little spiel. <laughs> I got down on one knee. I think I may have actually impressed my wife, which if you knew my wife, you'd understand it's, that's a it's a fairly difficult task sometimes. Yeah. But again, I guess community theater, it's a good thing because they will support you and help you in any way. Oh, absolutely. For that. A lot of this cast I'd only met like a couple months before at rehearsals. All of them pretty much like rallied together like, okay, we need to get this perfect. You know, they helped me out. They tried to keep Jess away from... You know, the areas where I had hidden a couple things. They got together like a bunch of, um, they like uh, bubble guns and like different things to like throw when she would eventually say yes. Or, you know, if she she didn't say yes, which I'm very thankful that she did say yes. So are there any other tidbits that we'd like to know about Rich Shockley? I mean, I don't really think that the viewers want to hear more about me. I mean, there's so much that, that the viewers can actually... Uh, hear about one guy talking about himself the only thing that i can really say is yeah i i really have been shaped and molded by community theater community theater is as much as a part of me as well say my lungs my Mm -hmm. ribs so is there anything coming up or planned for you in the future anything soon at the moment not right now right now i'm being a stay-at-home dad taking care of my daughter so I want to kind of concentrate on the family life for a little bit. And then eventually, you know, down the road, if something pops up that I want to audition for, say a, a show that I've never done or something that I really want to do, I'll audition for it. And then if the part's good enough, I'll probably come along. I'll probably go out and really put some energy into it. But up until that point, I'm just kind of staying on the sidelines. Well, at least you have a wife that understands community theater, too, to understand when you want to go out. and. Yes. <laughs> the other problem is she has openly said, no, I get to do a couple shows now, and you have to stay home. So you've so. got to trade off between the two of you between shows. Huh? Well, someone's got to watch the kids. You know? Right. So what would you say to anyone interested in joining community theater? Do it. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that's stopping you is... I mean, if you work 24-7, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to do anything. But you definitely should try to make some time and do at least one show. Simply because you never know if you're going to like it until you jump in with both feet and just get in the middle of the fray and try to enjoy it. Because I didn't think I was going to enjoy community theater this much. But it's, it's so much fun. There's never a dull moment in community theater. There's never a moment where I'm just like, this is really boring. I've, I've never not been entertained by theater. Well, thank you. I am your host, Gary Kochi, and I'd like to thank Rick Shockley with, for joining me here today. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast is currently being supported by the Village Playbox Theater of Haddon Heights, New Jersey, which is in its final two shows of Once on this Island this Friday and Saturday, the 20th and 21st, 2016. The music is titled Energy and is provided by royalty-free music from Bensound. If you have any comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us on Facebook as Community Theatre Studio, on our website, communitytheaterstudio.podbean.com, or email us at communitytheaterstudio at gmail.com. 
Please join me next week when we once again talk to people of the community theater. <laughs>